Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We do have Ed Kratz, Sports Illustrated, SI.com, NFL Report. What is it, the Eagles Maven? Is that what it, you know, the Eagles Maven and SI.com writer? Is that, that what they call you these days, Eddie? Yeah, SI.com slash Maven, yeah. It's, uh, I like all that. The same entity, not not reporter, not, not, no, no, Maven. I like that, you know? <laughs> all right, uh, how are you getting through this whole thing, my friend? Hey, good to hear you, Ricky. How was your flight in from uh my Florida. my flight was very interesting. It was a full flight, not one empty seat on oh. the aircraft, and about seventy five percent of everyone on the plane wearing a mask. It, it's, oh, it, wow. it, it, it's surreal to to see what we're living through. But these are these are difficult, unprecedented times, Ed. But uh, yeah. you know, together we will get through this. Have you taken one last run to a, a PA uh, state run liquor store? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty well stocked. You went, you went stocked? Okay. Uh, you're you're a healthy guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One never knows, though. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, is everyone that you deal with on a daily basis, you know, adapting to, to our new reality here? Well, I, I think it's still all kind of new, right? Um, you know, things have seemed to change by the hour last right. week. Um, so, yeah, I know the school district here where I live out here in Bucks County is, is uh, now closed. I think every school district is is now closed. I think that was an edict from uh, from the governor that they had to close. So I, I think we're kind of just ramping up to the new reality you know, here. The funny thing uh, is, and I'm one of these guys, Ed, and and 9/11 is probably the closest that we have as far as precedent set of you know having our world changed as quickly as as it has here in the last few days. Yeah. But you know, living in Florida, I'm a Florida resident, so I have dealt on several occasions with hurricane preparations where, you know, the shelves are emptied out and, you know, the the thing, the storm is coming and people go to the Costco and they buy every ounce of water and you name it. And then the storm comes and you, you ride out the storm and hopefully there's, you know, minimal damage, but the storm goes away and you know that once the storm has gone, but then it, you either begin the process of recovery or it missed you, and now you've got lots of water, you know, to drink. <laughs> the, you know, what's different about this is, you know, we don't know. We don't know where this thing is coming from, where it is, who has it. You know, we don't know if this is a, a, a week, a month, six months. You know, that uncertainty is is what makes this probably the most difficult situation to deal with. We have to all, and we all, you know, we're going to do it as a, as a group in our communities. But the the uncertainty and the not knowing any details is, is what is causing some anxiety. Absolutely right. I mean, you know, you mentioned the hurricane, uh, you know, the hurricanes down in Florida. Up mm-hmm. here, it's the 
snowstorms. Right. You know, when the mm-hmm. when snow's forecast, everyone goes out and empties the shelves of bread, butter, milk, all that, all that stuff. And but you know that after you know a day or two or whatever, the roads will be cleared and you'll be able to uh, get back out and, and get what you need. But uh, with things being so uncertain, you just don't know what you're going to need. You don't know if we're going to be quarantined. I mean, there's just so much that we don't know at this point, and I don't think we'll know until these days and weeks go by uh, exactly where we're going to be standing. Well, the one thing that we all do have, obviously, is our love of football and the National Football League and the uh, the business year, the NFL League year, which is uh, slated to begin on Wednesday uh, with free agency. From everything I'm reading, Ed, and I don't know if you know different, but Adam Schefter was tweeting just a few minutes ago that the league is going to go forward and they're not going to move back the 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 year, the business year, the league year will go on as scheduled on Wednesday. That means the tampering period and everything, you know, if nothing changes here in the next few hours because things change quickly, that, uh, you know, it'll be it'll be that time when teams start negotiating with free agents. Looking at it, number one, from an Eagles point of view, if this thing does not get moved, where do you think they where – is, where's the first item? What's the first item you think the birds start looking at when they go shopping? Well, they'll go for cornerback, I think, right out of the gate. And, you know, obviously they're going to be looking at Byron Jones from the Cowboys, and they're going to be looking to lavish him with uh, millions and millions of dollars. But, um, you know, it's going to be a very strange free agency in that the facilities, teams' facilities are closed, so everything's going to have to be done, you know, electronically uh, through technology. And uh, where that could really hurt is looking at a person's medical uh, history. You know, I know uh, a reason that we have these three-day uh, legal tampering period, which begins tomorrow, is to bring uh, prospective free agents into the building and test them medically, get to know them. They get to know your personnel inside that building. You're not going to have that. And the medical issues where it's really kind of huge because you're you're not going to really know from your medical people. I mean, there will be medical records available, but you like to have your own uh, people check out a free agent, especially one that you're going to pay, you know, 17, 18, 19 million dollars to uh, for the next couple of years. So, you know, that's going to be kind of an impingement that teams are going to have to work around uh, is, is the medical issue. But um, it's going to be a, new, a, a different-looking type of free agency. But I expect the Eagles to go right out uh, and come out firing for a, a cornerback um, to, to kind of beef up that secondary. Now, if I could, Ricky, I, I, here's something that maybe you might want to discuss mm-hmm. until your shift's over at 6, but – uh, I made a case that the Eagles should try to trade for Yannick oh, Ngakwe. That, that's, that, exact, that's exactly why I have you on this afternoon, my friend, <laughs> because you wrote you wrote a piece, you know, where you think that the that that it would be worth moving the over that 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 first round pick this year for right. probably the best pass rusher that's available, and then you see Calais Campbell from that very same defensive line get dealt to the Ravens. For a fifth round pick, now <laughs> and he's and he's going to be thirty four. Now does 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 that change? You said a first round pick for Ngakwe. Uh, watching Campbell go for a five, does that change your outlook here? Well, I no, because Ngakwe is about ten years younger than Calais Campbell. I mean, he's just getting started in his career, and you know he he's the kind of guy that you could sign. Now, that's one of the things you have to look at is the money. He's going to command a lot of money once you trade for him. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my contention is, look, you have 10 draft picks that you can play with here. 
the draft is so deep at that wide receiver position. You could find someone like maybe a K.J. Hamler in the second round or, or maybe even LaVisca Chenault who has that core injury. Maybe he slips into the second round. Maybe you can even move up in the second round. But why not this year trade that number one pick for a, a pass rusher in his prime? And I likened it to when the Eagles traded for Jason Peters back in 2009 when they gave up a first-round pick. They needed a left tackle. Trey Thomas was leaving. They needed somebody to play left tackle. They went out and they traded their first-round pick for Peters. He gave them 11 Pro Bowl Hall of Fame-type seasons. And I think that's the kind of player Yannick Ngakwe could be for this team. We're talking to Ed Kratz, SI.com, on the NFL and the Eagles' free agency, if all stays the same and from what we're hearing uh, the uh, year, the business year of the National Football League will begin on time on Wednesday. Now, does that change if you bring let, – let's assume that you're right, Ed, okay? And let's say the Eagles, whether it's the 2020 first-round pick or the 2021 first-round pick, but let's say whatever combination of assets they need to get a guy like Ngakwe, if they were able to pull that off, does that then change – the direction you take in free agency, if you have the pass rusher of that quality, do you then need the Byron Jones or can you go, you know, shopping into, you know, the discount aisle maybe, for lack of a better term, as far as corner, somebody a little bit less expensive at cornerback because you're going to have more pressure up front. Right. You know, I think you could shop in the Chris Harris type of aisle or ah, Bradley Roby type aisle. Okay. Um, you know, and then you're going to have to draft one. You know, they have – the second-round pick, they have uh, two-thirds. Now, you could double-dip with a receiver if you take one in the second. You could come back in the third. But you have to find a cornerback, I think, uh, you know, no later than the third round. Um, but you could shop in that – you know, I don't want to call it discount. Chris Harris is a very good cornerback. But you're not going to become an elite secondary if you sign Byron Jones. You're still going to have uh, issues in that secondary with just Byron Jones. Whereas if you bring in – Nagakwe, suddenly that defensive line looks pretty darn elite with him, Graham, a healthy Derek Barnett, uh, Malik Jackson. We don't know what he'll look like after missing a year uh, with that list Frank injury, uh, but you hope that he comes back and provides the pass rush up the middle. And you have Fletcher Cox, and then you have kids developing like Josh Sweat. We saw him take uh, a bit of a step last year. And, uh, you know, players like that, uh, Hall, um, DeAndre Hall, you know, Mm -hmm. he could step in. So, I mean, I think if you go out and you get in the Gakwe, suddenly you have an elite pass rush type of a team. Whereas if you sign Jones, yeah, you're going to have your cornerback, who, by the way, will be 28 when the season begins. Um, but you're still going to have issues in that secondary. One guy's not going to solve uh, that problem. They're still going to have to find somebody else. And they're still probably going to have to draft somebody. What do you say to those critics that will bring up the fact that the Eagles have never brought in an ex-cowboy that has worked out? wearing wings on their helmet (laughs) well i i say there's something to that to be honest with you um for whatever reason you know miles austin i think was one obviously demarco murray um you know came from the cowboys but you're right i mean i I just there there is something to that history now you know you could say well listen don't draft a usc quarterback or a wide receiver either because they carry the same kind of uh baggage that they never pan out but uh, i think there's something to that uh, and that would be a concern for sure. And, you know, another concern to me, and I know critics say, well, interceptions don't mean anything, but, you know, Byron Jones only has had two picks uh, in his, uh, what, four four years in the NFL or five years. 
uh, here in the NFL. I mean, that, that to, I want a guy that's going to come in and be a ball hawk and pick that ball off. And, mm-hmm. you know, Jones just doesn't give that to you. Uh, if that is the case, then you mentioned Chris Harris as being an alternative uh, down the line. There are other holes on defense, Ed. Yeah. Uh, mainly, you know, the Eagles, and I get Jim Schwartz's scheme doesn't really necessitate, although I, I tend to differ, but many will say that it doesn't necessitate, you know, top quality at linebacker. What are some of the other big holes on the defensive side that the you think the Eagles will address early? Well, you could certainly look at the defensive tackle position. I, you know, I liked one of their free agents, Hassan Ridgeway, to me, uh, really was playing well last year when he hurt his ankle and was lost midway through the season when he got put on IR. But he's a free agent. I really like him. I'd like to see them bring him back. But uh, to me, you have to get younger at the defensive tackle spot. Fletcher Cox is 29. He'll be 30 uh, during the season. Like I said, Malik Jackson's 30. Uh, and then you really don't have much after that. So they need to get younger at tackle. You mentioned the linebacker spot. Um, I think they're going to really kind of hope that T.J. Edwards provide some depth for them there um they have duke riley who i know they like a lot um but i think they'll find somebody to play linebacker whether that's later in the draft or in free agency but uh you know they're going to have to find somebody they're going to have to address this defense and you know to me if you address it by adding that elite pass rusher which you know elite pass rushers are very hard to find Mm -hmm. and be very difficult to develop uh, here you bring in somebody that would really help that pass rush, and then that's kind of what makes the world go round in Jim Schwartz's defense is that pass rush uh, up front. Uh, can we hold you over, Ed? we got to go to the break. Can I hold you over and get some fans to call in maybe with some questions for you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so 215, you know, questions, Eagles or the league. Uh, if you want to uh, get some questions answered here, g- give us a holler right now. 215-592-9494, 215 215- Five nine two nine four nine four. Eagle questions, NFL questions. The CBA got signed today, ratified today. We'll get Ed's take on that and much, much more as we talk a little NFL football, Eagles football. We'll go to the break. Come right back with your calls and more of Ed Kratz from SI.com. WIP Sports Time is 521. Sports Radio 94, WIP, 2020 Sports. I'm Joe Altamonte. NFL players voted to pass the new CBA, and that includes the 17th game. The 10-year deal comes with a 20% bump in the minimum wage, a big piece of the revenue pie as well. Rosters will expand to 55 players. Active game day rosters jumps to 48. Practice squad players will get a raise as well, and the squad will expand from 10 to 14 by the 2022 season. Preseason, though, cut to three games. Positive marijuana tests will have a higher threshold, and suspensions for positive tests are out the window. Players will also be paid over 34 weeks instead of 17, and that will help them perhaps manage their money better. Deal runs through the year 2020. Other NFL news, Titans re-signed quarterback Ryan Tannehill to a reported four-year $118 million deal with about 61 of that fully guaranteed. Jaguars also are going to trade defensive end Calais Campbell to the Ravens in return for a fifth-round draft pick. I'm Joe Altamonte to stream 94 WIP. Get our podcast and all the latest Philadelphia sports stories. Go to 94WIP.com. 2020 Sports on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're back. 
94 WIP. I'm Ricky Ricardo. We're here till uh, 6. Vince Quinn, 6 o'clock. Our number for NFL questions, 215-592-9494, as our buddy Ed Kratz from SI.com joins us. Uh, Eagles, Maven, and NFL.com, uh, and SI.com about the NFL. Uh, Ed, the uh, CBA gets ratified today, a very close vote. What, what's amazing to me is that 600 guys didn't vote. You know, how does that happen? Well, just look at just look at our elections uh, for politicians in this country. Not everybody votes. I mean, I don't understand why, and I certainly don't understand why uh, in the NFL's case. I mean, this has a direct impact on these players, and to have that many people abstain and not vote is, is beyond me. But you're right. It was a narrow passage. and um, You know, is, is it going to be a good deal or a bad deal? We're not sure yet. Um, you know, this 17-game season is certainly interesting. I mean, it wasn't really that long ago, Ricky. Remember when the NFL's ratings were kind of slumping and uh, not as many people were tuning into the NFL, and now, we're, you know, the league's going to give them one more game. Uh, I mean, is that going to be too much football for people or, or, or not? I don't know. I mean, it remains to be seen, and we're going to have another playoff, two more playoff teams uh, in the mix. And, um, you know, how's that going to impact things? I mean, they're only talking about giving a bye to the number one seed now. So your, your number two seed's going to have to play uh, on that opening weekend. So, uh, you know, it's still too early to tell if it's a good deal or a bad deal. But judging by the players, a lot of them don't think it's a very good deal. But we'll see going forward how, how that plays All out. Right. So you mentioned the seventh playoff team. And this is going to start this coming season in 2020. The seventh playoff team in each conference. So that means that, for example, on wild card weekend, we will have three games each day, correct? Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. So you'll have the, the number one team gets a bye, and then instead of having, uh, you know, four and eight o'clock on Saturday and Sunday, then most likely we will have one four and eight o'clock uh, on wild card weekend, are you in favor of this? Do you do you do you like this? Is it good? You know, looking at it from an, a league point of view, and then from an eagle point of view, might be two different points of view here. <laughs> well, I you know, listen, as a football fan, I you mm-hmm. know, give me as much football as possible. Um, you know, I love wild card weekend. I think that and the divisional round are my two favorite weekends of the year, and then of course the NFC Championship game. That's a bit of a different animal. Uh, than the regular season, you know, I mean, to have a 17 or I guess 18 week season or 19 weeks, if they're going to have two buys in there, mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, that's a long time. And that's a lot of time for fans to dedicate sitting around on a Sunday uh, to watch these games or a Monday night, whatever, whatever uh, day their team is playing on. But I mean, that's a lot of football uh, for fans to watch. I mean, are they going to, you know, tune in every week? I know there are hardcore fans out there, but you know, is that going to keep the interest of the casual fan to donate that much time uh, to playing? And then, you know, Ricky, another issue with 17 games is, you know, that's an odd number. So who's going to have nine home games and who's going to have eight home games? And, you know, how are they going to, uh, you know, justify that? Who, who gets nine home games in one season? Or will we begin to see more neutral site type games? Um, you know, I love what the NHL does when they have their winter classic. You know, they find a neutral site and outdoor venue and that really does well will we see games 
you know, uh, you know, at Beaver Stadium. You know, who knows with the, with the Eagles as a ninth game, kind of a neutral site. You know, the Eagles and the Steelers play this year. Now, I know the 17 games doesn't go into effect till 2021, but could you see neutral site type games or out of the country games? You know, uh, you know, more games over in London and uh, in Mexico and some of these other sites the NFL has been developing over the years. But somehow you're going to have to figure out a way to not give one team uh, an advantage of having nine home games in a, in a season. How does the new CBA then affect player salaries? It goes up uh, a certain percentage, correct? Yeah, about 20%. I think it's about you know $100,000 more. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a lot of money, and that's what I think interested a lot of the, uh, a lot of the younger players who aren't at the top end of the spectrum. I, I think you know, I haven't seen any breakdown of who voted for this or who didn't vote for it, but I would suspect that a lot of the veteran players kind of went against the, uh, the vote on this. Uh, while some of the younger ones did because it means more money for them. And then, of course, there's more money for players who played, I think it was before 2011, before the, you know, that was the uh, when the CBA was last negotiated. So it means more for players who have retired, uh, who may be having, you know, medical issues, which a lot of them, as we know, uh, have struggled with that. So it gives more money to that group of players as well. Um, but I would suspect that because it does mean more money for these players, a lot of the younger uh, players voted for this. And uh, another thing I like about it is the practice squad situation. The practice squad players, I believe, jumps from 10 to 14, uh, which is you know a nice amount of players to draw from should you need them. And it includes veteran players, whereas the previous practice squad, you, you had limitations on uh, if you were able to become a practice squad member based on how many games you have played through your career. So now it's going to include some veteran players, which I think is a good thing. When you look at it overall, is this basically the first step to getting to what we all know, Ed, is what the owners really want? The owners really want the 18-game season with the Super Bowl being played on the Sunday before President's Day. You know, it, it's no secret that eventually that is the, the master plan here. But, you know, adding the two games, right now you're, you're eliminating – one preseason game we all know that your star player or who's going to be in your lineup usually doesn't play more than two preseason games uh is this just basically the first step in eventually getting to what they really want which is two preseason games and 18 regular season games with the super bowl weekend being president's day well, it, it could be, uh, you know, there's certainly not going to begin any going back to 16 games or 14 games for sure. Uh, so yes, I would think ultimately that's the goal, but, you know, keep in mind that this CBA is, is an 11 year commitment. So to uh, suddenly after half, you know, say in four or five years, they want to jump to 18 because 17 has been so wildly successful. You're going to have to reopen up negotiations and that, that that's going to take some doing. So I think at this point, it's going to be 11 years before you see an 18-game schedule unless something changes over the next few years. All right, let's get – and we're talking to Ed Kratz, SI.com and Eagles Maven. Let's get to uh, the headliners that we shall see here and, and we'll be waiting with bated breath for the next few days uh, as far as player movement is concerned around the league. Let's start with the Eagles' main rival. They can only uh, put the, uh, the tag on one of two players – so the Cowboys, do they tag Dak 
Do they tag Amari Cooper? What happens with quarterback and receiver from the team that wears the star on the helmet? Well, you know, this whole negotiation with Dak, to me, has turned sour a little bit because, you know, reports leaking out of Dallas have them offering him, uh, you know, more money than any other quarterback, you know, right up there with Russell Wilson type money, and he has not uh, agreed to sign a contract like that. He wants even more money. So, uh, to me, I don't know what that relationship is like between him and Jerry. I certainly would think Jerry wants him back, but, uh, you know, he has not uh, done himself any favors by – you know, rejecting uh, some of these big money contracts that have reportedly been offered to him. So um, I would think that they would certainly uh, put the franchise tag on him. And I think they have until tomorrow uh, at noon to do that. Uh, it makes sense for them to do that. Otherwise you don't have a quarterback and suddenly you're going to have to sign one in free agency. I know Tom Brady's available. Um, <laughs> you know, wouldn't that be interesting to see Tom Brady go to Dallas and hand the ball to Zeke and throw it 25 times a game and, uh, you build the defense and try to win, but you're going to lose probably Amari Cooper. I don't see them putting the tag on him. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly don't think the Eagles should go out and sign Amari Cooper. He's going to cost too much money. Um, but there will be some team, I think, that will. Uh, and maybe he wants to go to Dallas. I've heard that he wants to stay in Dallas, so maybe he takes uh, a, a decent contract offer and he'll stay there. But back to me, I don't know if he's burned his bridge down there or not. I would think not, but he's been offered a ton of money to stay. Uh, but he hasn't uh, accepted any of it. So so who knows what, what that relationship's like. But I think they'll franchise Dak uh, and try to maybe work out a deal with Amari to keep him, keep, him, uh, keep him in Dallas. So really, Byron Jones, in that in that situation, Jones would be the only guy that escapes there. Right. Yeah, That that's pretty much, I think, a foregone conclusion is Jones is gone. Um, they're going to have to draft a corner. They need a safety. I think that's probably where they'll turn in the draft. Uh, corner or safety or they could go out and try to like we talked about earlier go out and try to maybe shop in the cheaper aisle at cornerback and bring somebody in like a Chris Harris but uh, you know I suspect they'll lose Jones and I think there's a real good chance the Eagles sign Jones even though I would build that pass rush before I started turning my attention to the secondary. Now that Ryan Tannehill is off the board with you know close to what Wentz is getting salary wise but Tannehill now stays in Tennessee that's one fewer place and one of the places that was intriguing, really, if you're looking at Tom Brady leaving New England because his ex-teammate in Vrabel is the head coach there, and we all know about Brady and Vrabel around these parts from that Super Bowl, Ed, but now that that, that uh, alternative is off the table, what do you think happens with Tom Brady? First, does he leave New England? Second, if he does, where do you think he goes? <laughs> I'd love to see him leave New England. I think that would be great. I think, you know, if you're Tom Brady – why not say, hey, you know what, I can win without Bill Belichick? Because right now those two are tethered at the hip. You know, you ask a question, who is most responsible for the New England Patriots' success over the last two decades? And you'll, you'll get, you know, 10 people say Tom Brady and 10 will say Bill Belichick. So if you're Brady, I would say, look, I'm going to go and I'm going to try to find a team where I have an opportunity to win a Super Bowl. And then I can kind of say, hey, look, I went out and I did it someplace else too. Now, which team that is, I mean, the Buccaneers could be in play, but I don't think they're Super Bowl ready. The uh, Vegas Raiders, which sounds weird, the Vegas Raiders, but they could be in play uh, still. But you're right. The Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel are out. They re, uh, uh, they gave a contract to Ryan Tannehill. Um, so I don't know where Brady lands. We mentioned maybe Dallas could be kind of a dark horse if that relationship with Dak is sour. And then look at Indianapolis. The Colts, to me, they missed the playoffs last year. 
Um, but they kind of got thrown for a loop when Andrew Luck retired right before the start of the season, and that left Jacoby Brissett your starter. You bring a Tom Brady in there with that defense and that offensive line, and maybe it's the Colts that he can win a Super Bowl with. So I think he might – you know, my gut tells me he's going to go back to New England, uh, but I think that it would be terrific to see him move on and see if he can win a Super Bowl someplace else without Bill Belichick. Does it surprise you, though, that – Kraft would allow him even to taste free agency without getting a deal done, you know, while he was still had exclusive rights? Well, you know, those two have been together a long time. Actually, all three of them have been together a long time, you know, and maybe there's a little contempt. Maybe some familiarity has bred some contempt. You know, Tom Brady is going to be 43 years old, I think it is, during mm-hmm. the season. Correct. That's, that's a pretty big number. Uh, and to me, last year, he looked like he was slowing down a little bit. Now, he didn't have the weapons around him. I don't think that offensive line was built to, to kind of help, you know, take some of the pressure off of him. So, you know, to me, they might be looking at, hey, Tom, you know, you're 43. We need to, we need to move on here. We need to start to rebuild uh, this, this, this roster. Uh, you're 43. You gave us a great run. And my understanding is, is they offered him a contract, but it's pretty low. It's not, not a really high uh, number. Uh, and that's why Tom, I think, is starting to look around. But he's kind of the linchpin to this whole free agency system because there are a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there like Phillip Rivers and, uh, you know, Teddy Bridgewater and Marcus Mariota who could help teams. Um, but it all depends on where Brady goes. Could he go to even to Chicago? I mean, the Chicago Bears, mm-hmm. you know, how do they feel about Mitchell Trubisky? They have a defense that is Super Bowl ready. So, uh, you know, if I'm Tom Brady, I'm going to take my time here and I'm going to look around and I'm going to look pretty heavily at leaving. But uh, at the end of the day, I think he'll probably go back to New England. Any chance whatsoever, you just mentioned Marcus Mariota, any chance whatsoever that he's the Eagle backup quarterback next year? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Uh, you know, after <laughs> he came out, <laughs> you know, Chip Kelly was gonna ready, getting ready to trade Fletcher Cox and yeah. you know, Howie Roseman and anybody else that would. That, yeah, and everything that wasn't tied down to the building. <laughs> exactly. They were, you know, but it didn't happen. Mariota came in and didn't turn out to be what everybody thought he would be. But I don't think that the Eagles would go for Mariota. I suspect that Nate Sudfeld will probably come back uh, in the backup role. I'm uh-huh. not sure there's really a market out there for Sudfeld as a starter. So if you're Nate Sudfeld and it's a fair offer, you know, why not come back to a situation you're familiar with? But, so the, you know, so it will be fun. So you mean so, the guy with the statue outside the stadium, there's no chance of him coming back either, right? No, no. I, I don't see that happening at all. Um, unless, you know, hey, if, if the Jaguars want to throw Nick Foles in a trade for Yannick, uh, Yannick <laughs> N- Nagakwe, then sure, <laughs> let, let's do it. <laughs> and you give him the number one pick and come, let's see, a one and a six for Foles and Ngakwe. How's that? That yeah. work? Hey, abs- hey, let me know what time their plane lands, and I'll be at that airport with my mask on to pick them up. Ed's going to be a very interesting period of time here. And uh, obviously, aside from everything with the NFL, we hope you, your friends, and your family all stay safe and healthy. And uh, we'll see where the uh, the chips land. Let, let the chips fall where they may. Well, the chips are about to start flying, my friend. Absolutely, Ricky. Stay safe out there. All right. That's Ed Kratz, uh, NFL writer for uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, SI.com, and Eagles Maven. Very interesting where these free agents are going to end up. One guy who's not going anywhere, anywhere, is the GQ cover himself, Joe Altamonte.
We'll come back with it after the break. WIP Sports Time is 5. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 